0: Hello and welcome. What you're about to hear is an interview with another bookkeeper. I feel like it's important for bookkeepers to know that bookkeeping is not a one size fits all. Rather, bookkeeping is what you make of it. You get to decide what you do, how often you do it, and who you do it for. I thought that there would be value in having us listen to other bookkeepers describe their business and how they run their business. My goal for this is to encourage and inspire you to think about what you want to do and how you want to do it and just hear how other people got to where they are. Let's begin. So thanks for joining me. I'm excited in general, but especially because your notes. So e-commerce, which I feel like I don't know anything about on purpose, and partnering with inventory software apps. That's huge because when I talk to people who want to know something about inventory, I'm like, you know what? You need this guy. And I send people over to a guy at Reno and I'm like, talk to him. I don't know. Do you have any questions for me?
1: Not really. I mean, okay. I'm excited to be here. You're very easy to talk to and you're outgoing. You don't have someone else as a bot doing this stuff for you. You're actually answering things.
0: <laughs> I've got Jess answering a lot of things. Well, I answer things. I answer it in like short and choppy sentences and then Jess makes a complete sentence out of things. <laughs> so, yeah, that's good. Yeah. Okay. So your notes, let me get back on task. I want people to know, like you don't get to just wake up one day and declare yourself an e-commerce person and knowing inventory hand in hand with e-commerce is a big deal. Because people who sell crap have inventory. (laughs) You know, sometimes it's just in time, but sometimes it's a warehouse.
1: Yeah. But the difference, the kind of scary thing is, is I'm pretty new in business. And so I understand all the schematics around it. I understand how it all works. And I've dealt with inventory and I've dealt with other things. I just, I actually haven't had an e-commerce client specifically.
0: I see. Okay.
1: So I really, I do have experience and understanding in different areas on how that works and how it runs. So getting people to see that I actually understand it, that's a different thing.
0: Right. Yeah. I'm super excited you're here. Like before we got started, we talked about all the million reasons that I'm excited, but maybe we should start with the simple, who are you?
1: Okay. (laughs) I'm Natasha Nice. I've been in accounting field for about 20 years. I did about six and a half years in fire protection and job costing. I went to government for about eight years, of which majority of it was with law enforcement. There, I actually helped with inventory controls and setting up processes and procedures and um, even auditing inventory and cash there. So I got to understand the flow of inventory from both the Metro Jail perspective and the law enforcement officers. My areas that I really enjoyed have been inventory controls, procedures, processes, working with programmers. I have also helped with creating policies and positions within department and helped to streamline to get a lot of employees away from paper that we all love so much. (laughs) Why not let the system do the work for you? I really love technology. So that's really my focus uh, on where I'm at. I really enjoy helping people streamline, make the use of the technology they have, help them outsource some of their functions. So like as a solo business owner, they're not always overwhelmed with everything that they do. They can focus on growing and making more informed decisions within their business day to day by getting the numbers that they are not normally able to see. Because I believe everybody should have both operations perspective and a tax perspective. There's different reasons for those. And a lot of business owners look at tax perspective because we all have to file taxes. And sometimes you want that money back, you know, where's my tax savings? But a lot of companies don't realize that it's not just about tax savings, it's about cutting costs, and looking at efficiencies, which in turn can increase your profits and reduce your other costs. So I really believe that that's a lot of what small business owners do not realize is important until someone actually shows them the picture and walks it through with them. Yeah, totally (laughs) makes sense. So you mentioned
0: that you help people with processes and procedures. Do you now, like if a small business owner came to you and said, oh, everything is just kind of all over the board, can you help me with the bookkeeping? But also, can you help me set up some sort of process
1: Yes, I can definitely do that. I enjoy doing that because for some reason with all the perspectives that I had from the start of my career till now, being at the different levels, I was able to see things in a different point of view. So I see all the way from the end user to the top management that has to make the decision. So it's really good. And also to see all areas within an organization, not just the finance or accounting function. You can see how finance a lot of times is a central hub of a business, but there are so many different pieces and areas is that it, go through it. All of it was streamlined together and everybody understood the purpose on what they were doing and ways to help each other out. It would really help make things better. Yeah. You mentioned that you had previously worked with
0: inventory. And then I know from your website and from talking to you that inventory is a thing you're really excited about, which is super great because I'm not. Tell me anything that you want because I'm I'm so excited that you like inventory. <laughs>
1: I like to see things run. And what really started this was I dealt a little bit with inventory when I dealt with job costing and fire protection, but not really on a deep level because we were always the end result as far as charging customers, materials and labor. So Mm. my only real interaction there was just really going outside and just doing inventory count at year end. So that was the only excitement. When I went into law enforcement and we had to start auditing inventory, we started to to look at things because accounting handled a lot of the purchasing with inventory. And we were really constrained on our funding sources. So we had to really figure out a way to do this. And we started getting a lot of complaints that they kept running out of items. Inmates needed mattresses. Inmates needed uniforms. And I'm like, why do we keep running out of these things in emergency all the time? And so I started questioning, "Um, do you know what thresholds are? Do you know how much you can keep on stock? Where do you warehouse this stuff? How do you rotate this stuff? Who determines stuff. And so when I started asking a lot of those questions, we started coming up with a better way to handle these so that they were very rare emergency orders. You can budget better. You can time your orders better with the um, vendor that you purchase through. I mean, so there are so many benefits. And when I saw that on the inmate side, I also saw that on the deputy side for their routine items, like their uniforms or their supplies, anything that they needed. And then they could go online and anybody in department head could go order for their department. They would know exactly where the process lies. They knew exactly step by step until it got ordered. And then even property areas were trained on how to receive in the inventory, the process of, of releasing the inventory and the reorder point. I found much joy in that because it helped everyone out, not to stress.
0: Yeah, exactly. I'm like, oh, I need to like at my house because we have emergencies like that, except for instead of being like mattresses and uniforms, it's more like milk and granola. Like I'm walking out the door and my husband's like, we've been out of granola for a while. And I'm like, really? If only we had a like a whiteboard by the door where we could write down the grocery list. <laughs> yeah. Like if you could just come over and, and like train up my husband on this, that'd be awesome. <laughs>
1: Yes, and I was sitting down with my husband um, a few months ago when I decided to open for business, and I'm like, you know, we buy on Amazon all the time, we buy on all these other places. Yeah, it's got to be massive, and I'm pretty sure the business owners right now that are just winging it day by day, and they probably do really want to grow. There's so much competition, but how many of them really understand where their inventory is going? You know, when is it time to start getting your own warehouses and not using third parties to um, handle all that for you? Are you really losing? money? What about your advertising? What's your ROI on that? I mean, if people could really dig in deep, they could probably see where they can benefit from their timing on bringing things in house. Yes, everything that I'm thinking about right now
0: boils down to the timing. Like you said, like when to like have your own warehouse versus just in time shipping and drop shipping. And then when you have your own warehouse, how do you know and keep track of when something has been on the shelf too long? And when that thing finally sells, Like, do you have a method to ask yourself, do we replace it or do we just discontinue it? Are there inventory softwares that you really love working with? If someone watching this or hearing this and they say, oh, I have inventory problems, can they call you? Can you help them? Tell me more.
1: I have partnered with um, SOS Inventory that integrates with QuickBooks, but I've also started partnering with Finale because they have other options that SOS does not have, like their barcode labeling and things like that. I would not mind speaking with someone. I prefer they go to my website and, and do a discovery call with them because usually inventory is a lot more complicated than a quick answer on which inventory app is the best because I believe that owners should really look around, shop around, get demos done, and really kind of weigh in their cost benefit on that. That. but I believe that for for any problem there is a solution it's just finding out the best one for you <laughs> that's exciting to me but really overall it's not just inventory when they're they're looking for inventory setup they need to look at um, other areas in their business that are going to be affected by that you know and really make a decision in the long term like some people prefer to have in-house employees while others prefer to outsource you know determining when it's best for you to do either is you know very crucial even in making inventory decisions. So if
0: somebody does want to talk to you, what's the best way to get in touch? Like, do you want someone to send you an email or would you prefer that they went onto your website, which we'll link in the notes, and just schedule a call for you to be able to have time to talk to them and them to talk to you about their needs and how you
1: can help? Usually booking a discovery call would be the best thing, 30 minutes, because I could really gain a lot of information and also start to explain to them how I could possibly help them. Because I think email is good if you just want a quick answer, but it's so much more difficult to get deep into what people are really needing without actually speaking to them.
0: Yeah. Especially in your case where what you offer, the e-commerce and inventory, there isn't a quick answer. Okay. So I noticed that you have your CPA designation. You've obviously worked in an employee capacity for a long long, long time, but now you're self-employed. Can you talk a little bit about your experience of being a CPA and how that's different than what you're doing now? The transition from, I've been an employee, but I'm ready to go out on my own and do my own thing and set my own rules.
1: I became a CPA about seven years ago. I worked my way up because I realized just getting a bachelor's degree alone wasn't enough to help me in my career. I was always willing to learn and grow, and I just kept feeling stuck. Like I get bored easily, so I love challenges. (laughs) (laughs) So... After all these years, uh, my last position that I was in that was more of a managerial position, I was helping the local government. I was a deputy director of finance there for a while, and they needed basically post-recovery help from an ERP system that had a lot of issues (laughs) because it was implemented kind of too soon. I love the technology side to help people, but I started to realize that a lot of my efforts over the years have really been focused to just help the top people or help just a few people. And I'm really not able to use my skills to the full potential that I would like to. And I actually prefer the one-on-one assisting others. I would rather help to see businesses grow in the US. So that's where I started pivoting. Um, I also, some other CPAs and even other professions experienced what they call burnout. And I didn't know that was a real thing. And so basically, I was overworking myself so much to try to make meet the demand that I realized that I would be better off working for myself in my own terms. And basically clients get to choose me and I get to choose them. If we are not a good fit, we are not stuck with one another. <laughs> Either one of us can, can end it and, and move on to someone else that we find better to help us. So that's kind of where I transitioned. <laughs> nice. I love that. And it's so
0: true you're relatively new into business, but super experienced in accounting. Are there any pieces of advice that you would give people who making the transition, looking to make the transition, like anything that you're like, oh, I wish that somebody had told me this thing, or I'm glad I've discovered this thing. It's been so long, I forget what it's like to be new. I would love to share any pearls of wisdom that you might have.
1: Well, first off, if you have a family that relies on you, do not just quit your job while you're starting your business because I'm learning unless you're paying a lot for advertising. (laughs) It's going to take you a long time to get clients. I have been starting my business basically for four months now, but I didn't go live until about three weeks ago. And... (laughs) I keep going, why are your clients not knocking on the door? (laughs) You have to focus on letting other people see you get known. Don't focus too much on who has the biggest proposition on the quick way to make this happen because there is no quick way. And one person's way of marketing is not going to be effective for another. You have to look at your personality. You've got to look at what you feel comfortable with doing and make it natural. So I'm learning that. I tried to force things upon myself that I did not like to do. Another thing too is you need to have a plan. If you just kind of randomly do this or randomly do that, even try to deal with social media and go all over, it's not really going to be very effective. But really, I think that the best thing you can do, especially with bookkeeping, educate people, get people to see things from perspectives that are not just common because they really don't value us and what we do unless we prove to them that we're more than just entering data in a system for them. We have to show them what makes what we do different than just the system itself or a robot can do. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. Even being a CPA, you don't really always understand bookkeeping. Like, I'm going to be honest with you. There are a lot of CPAs that have done tax their whole life, but right. not really understand the in-depth of what it takes, the details with bookkeeping. So... I guess I have a little advantage there because I was able to start from the bottom and within accounting departments and work myself up. So I was able to see all the areas and all the different things that affected accounting and how it flows and even create policies and procedures and to help streamline those things. So I think that was really, that's really exciting to me because it's just when you can get them details in there, the more details, the more information you can use. <laughs> that's awesome. It's in the details. <laughs> Yeah, it definitely
0: is on the details. Do you want to talk about e-commerce software at all? I can ask you what kinds of software you use because I can see you use Shopify.
1: I have been certified in the Shopify bookkeeping method that Veronica Wasik did. (laughs) Very exciting on that because I've understood clearing accounts and how they work. For many years, we had to use that when I was in law enforcement to separate funding to reduce fraud. So we had to always keep the money flow separate. (laughs) What was exciting there is I've learned how to navigate some of the other uh, sales channels and processor platforms. And basically, you have to understand how to run reports, um, what the reports mean, and how to bring it in your accounting system and balance out. I mean, that's really the biggest part in that. So I think it's really neat looking at the behind-the-scenes roadmap of how an e-commerce system works fully. Yeah, e-commerce is definitely Veronica's
0: jam. If anybody was curious, would you recommend that they buy her e-commerce course?
1: Yes, yes, okay. I would definitely recommend, especially if you're new to bookkeeping and you don't really understand the ins and outs of clearing accounts or you know other bank accounts. Okay. And then generally, where are you? I'm in Mobile, Alabama area, but I do service anyone in the U.S., US U.S.-based companies. Yeah, I was just going to ask you that. I'm (laughs) like, are you limited? Are you
0: like, oh, help anybody anywhere in the U.S.?
1: Um, The only thing that I do not offer, but I will outsource it. It's listed on my website that I do outsource tax, sales tax, use tax, all that. I do not handle that monthly, nor do I handle payroll, but I do have different recommendations that I would send out, um, such as Gusto, our tax jar for taxes, Avalara, things like that because when those things get kind of complex, you want to make sure you have someone specialized in that specific area. And I think my focus needs to be more on helping business owners make decisions and help them see things with all the whole picture, inventory and all. So it's harder for me to focus on that if I'm tediously in the weeds of just paying taxes. (laughs) And recording employees pay. Right. I definitely want to see the oversight view. If they want to have someone in-house do that or they can use those apps to outsource if they have a few employees, I think that's probably best for them and all in one place. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. Cool.
0: It's mostly just me entertaining myself and getting to know people. But like, I'm so thankful that people have helped me. If I can have these sometimes funny, sometimes awkward 30-minute calls, maybe it turns into a thing that helps someone else. And that's me giving back or paying forward or whichever way you want to think about it. (laughs) So,
1: Ben right, really- you interest me too. i I enjoy teaching people too. I've taught a lot of classes, you know, and stuff. and so it's really it's exciting that other people enjoy that too.
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely. I want to ask if you do any teaching now. And I'm like, well, the answer is I've been open for four weeks and I don't know what I do.
1: (laughs) But um... (laughs) I offer that too, but I don't want to have like a pre-recorded classes right now or things like that because you know, QuickBooks, if you try to have screenshots six months from now, it's going to look different. (laughs) Eventually I might, I might do some teaching and maybe even teaching in the area of things like inventory. I think that would be great. Some areas that not many people are, are really teaching on.
0: Yeah. One thing that I did for years and years, and it might interest you, is that I volunteered at the local SBA, Small Business Development Center, or score office. I would teach a once a month workshop on QuickBooks. Um, It was the same thing month in and month out. Open up Craig's Landscape, the sample file, and okay, guys, we're going to talk about how to make an invoice and how to make a bank deposit. If you like teaching, that might be a thing that might not suck for you. You won't get a whole lot of leads. You don't get paid for it. But you do get to put good out there into the world and people start to get to know you, which eventually becomes helpful.
1: Yeah, I did that too at Wilmer GED Center. I volunteered for, it's a city out here, a little small town. They did GED program out here. I did a volunteer there to teach math for two years. So... (laughs) Nice. That was exciting. (laughs) Helping people get their degree, you know? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: I feel like it's a weird spot to be in. There was a keyword I wrote down, which was thresholds. And I'm like, there are keywords that come up when you speak about inventory that prove that you know what you're talking about. But unless you know enough about inventory to know that those are keywords, you wouldn't hear them. So yeah, I have confidence that you know what you're doing. I don't know how that translates into a potential client having confidence, but slowly but surely, for (laughs) reals. Thank you so much. (laughs)